Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today for this episode of the Transform Podcast. I'm so excited to begin this brand new season uh, with you all. I'm just so thrilled for this opportunity to continue uh, podcasting, to continue working uh, in this platform and in this way. I'm also excited uh, for Scattered Abroad. I think many of you know what Scattered Abroad is, what our network uh, is trying to accomplish, and I'm so grateful for the fact that I am able to be a part of this network. I appreciate Michael Clark so very much and for him uh, inviting me to be a part of this podcast. He and I have, or rather this platform, he and I have been working uh, day in and day out for the last, uh, really for the last half a year or so, uh, probably even longer than that, and just making sure we try to get everything ready and we try to get all of our ducks in a row, as they might say, just so we can try to combat everything that will come up and try to get around all these different issues that uh, things like podcasting can present. And hopefully we have done a good job of that. And hopefully we are uh getting this out in a way that it, that is beneficial to you. Um, but I'm just so excited for the Scattered Abroad Network. I'm so excited for the Transform Podcast. I'm so excited for the future, uh, for what we're going to be able to accomplish. And I appreciate you so very much for the fact that uh, you listen to this podcast, for the fact that you take time out of your day to uh, to hear what I have to say and to, to try to understand the things that I've studied and how I'm going to relay them to you all. And hopefully uh, it's beneficial to you in your walk with Christ and that you are continuing to grow, that you are continuing uh, to mature as a Christian, as we all should be, um, and I just I'm just so thankful for that and for you and for this opportunity uh, that we have today to do uh, this podcast. Now, um, all of my podcasts in the past they are um, they are inaccessible at this moment. I am working on getting them transitioned over uh, to our new platform. Unfortunately, I'm having some issues with that. So if you were trying to go back and listen to some of my older podcasts, they are unfortunately not there. Uh, but hopefully I can get that out to you um, as soon as possible. But once again, I'm so thankful. I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited for this new season. I'm excited for Scattered Abroad. And I'm excited for all of these other brothers that are, I'm going to be working with within this network. Um, there are several podcasts that you will be able to uh, to listen to. One of the things that we're very excited about is the fact that we're going to be pushing out content every single day here at the Scattered Abroad Network. Um, so Sunday through Saturday... There'll be a new episode and new content, new material for you to listen to and study. They, they're not very long. Um, they're usually 20 to 30 minutes, so we're, uh, we're trying to keep them a little bit shorter, not, not too long. Um, hopefully it's something that you can listen to, that you can take advantage of, and that, and that it's, something, it's something that'll benefit you um, as a Christian. And ultimately, that's our goal in this, goal in, in this podcast and in this platform is to, number one, obviously to glorify God, but then number two, to, to try and help you, to try and help ourselves um, to be the best that we can be, to continue to grow, and to be uh, the strongest Christian that we can be, and hopefully we're able to accomplish that. I do want to kind of introduce the the theme to our first season uh, of this Transform podcast, and this, and I know if you go back, you're going to notice that obviously I had already done season one and season two of the Transform podcast, but 
we are kind of revamping everything, and I am calling this season season one because we are underneath this new umbrella of the Scattered Abroad Network. And so if you go back and you want to find some of the older episodes, they will be there. But we are titling this to be season one, episode one of this Transform podcast. And so hopefully that's not too... Um, Hopefully it doesn't confuse you too much and that you're able to uh, to figure out where we're at. But just to kind of introduce the theme of season one, um, and really as we go through season two and three and four and five and six and so on and so forth, um, they're all going to be around this idea and of this word transformed. Obviously, our podcast comes from Romans chapter 12. Specifically, verse 2, where we are told not to conform to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we can prove to God what is what is acceptable to Him. And so, this theme of season 1 is going to be called Transformed Out Of. Transformed Out Of. If you think about this idea of the fact that before we were Christians, before uh, we had given our lives over to God, before we were children of His, um, we used to live a life that was not according to the Bible, and that—that's anybody, and it doesn't—it includes people who grew up maybe in the church, um, but who were not yet Christians. Um, you know, even even as a child, as you as you got into that age of accountability before you were baptized, you still sinned, you still um, made made mistakes and did things that God would not have us to do, and so we were living a life that was and making choices. Choices that were not according to God's word. Um, but then you also think about those who are Christians. Um, as Christians, as children of God, as people who are a part of his church, we must continually be evolving and continually be growing and do something that is greater and something that is better um, than we were the day before. Um, we should always be looking forward or, or striving to be the best that we can be every single day. And that as we look into the past, we look at those mistakes and the things that we used to do and say, I'm not going to do those. I'm going to grow out of those things. I'm going to transform myself out of what I used to do into something that is much better and something that is much more fulfilling, uh, spiritually speaking, as we look towards our goal in heaven above. And so, the idea of this season being transformed out of, we are growing and evolving out of a different lifestyle into a Christian lifestyle, into a life that God would have you and I to live. And so what we're going to do is for 21 weeks, that's 21 episodes, we are going to look at 21 different things or 21 different ideas that we are transformed out of. We're going to look at things that we can uh, we can look on in our past and say, we used to do those things, but not anymore. Here's why we don't do these things at all anymore. So let's dive right into episode one of season one of this Transform podcast, Transformed Out Of. The first one that we're going to talk about today is this idea of lying. We are transformed out of a lifestyle of lying. Now, I guess we could ask the question, and when in any kind of discussion, you really first must define your terms. So we could ask the question, well, what exactly is lying? And you can go to the dictionary, you can go to the internet, um, but here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a definition that I came up with and found. What is lying? Well, lying is a false statement made with deliberate intent to deceive an intentional untruth, a falsehood. Another definition said that it is something intended or serving to convey a false impression or imposture. So let me ask you this. Is lying a big deal? Does it really matter if we lie? Does it hold big consequences? Does it really a big deal at all if we say something that's not true or if we give a false impression or if we deliberately deceive someone? Is lying a big deal at all? Well, I think if we look at it from our world's perspective, if, if you look at it from the angle that our world sees it, and you try to see it from, from their glasses, I guess you could say, try to see it from our world and our society's perspective, 
I think that our world would say, well, maybe sometimes it's a big deal. In some situations, no, it, it's really not. You think about a, a child who, who asks his parent or her parent for a cookie, and they say, hey, mom, dad, can I have a cookie out of the cookie jar? And they say, well, sure, go ahead, but you can only have one. And so they go into the kitchen, they open up that cookie jar, they grab one out, and they eat it, but then they go back for another cookie. And so then the parent comes in later, they realizes they realize that more than one has been taken, and, and they ask the kid, they say, well, son or daughter, did you take an extra cookie? And they say no. They just lied to their parents, didn't they? But is it really that big of a deal? It's just one more cookie that's gone and that someone else, someone else won't get to eat. Is lying that big of a deal? In many situations like that, I think our world would tend to say no. But then in some situations, I think our world would say yes. Let me tell you about a story, and this is actually a true story about a, name, about a man excuse me, named Ricky Jackson. Ricky Jackson was convicted of murder at the age of 18 years old. He was a very young man when this happened. He was sentenced to death after he was convicted of this murder, but then later on, that, um, that death sentence got changed to life in prison. And so he started serving a life sentence in prison. Well, after 40 years in prison... 40 whole years in prison, a man by the name of Eddie Vernon came forward. Now, Mr. Vernon was the man who formally testified against Mr. Jackson um, and said that he, uh, that he did commit that murder. Well, Mr. Mr. Vernon came forward 40 years later, and he said that he lied about seeing Mr. Jackson commit the murder. He falsely testified against Mr. Jackson, and it landed him 40 years in prison. Well, I think obviously anyone who knew this story or who read about this story would, would, be, would be right in, in saying that this situation was a big deal. These certainly had big consequences. Different studies show that the average person lies up to 25 times every single day. Have we lied so much in our culture to where it becomes not a big deal anymore, to where there's just n nothing, nothing important about it? It doesn't really matter if we lie, no big deal. Is that, is that what our world has come to but obviously we know that we have to go to the Bible, don't we? What does the Bible say about lying? You see, the Bible is our guide in this life, isn't it? We live and breathe by what the Bible says we ought to do in this life. I think about passages like 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, where the Apostle Paul was writing to Timothy, where he said, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, or the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. The Bible, and obviously context there was talking about the Old Testament, but in principle, the Bible as a whole, Old Testament, New Testament, it is there for us to live the right kind of life. It's the map that gets us through this journey it's our rule book for this world in which we live. If you want to get through this life as a faithful Christian, how do you do it? You go to the Bible and you see what the Bible has to say about every single thing that we do in this life. So I guess that then begs the question, what does the Bible have to say about lying? Well, I think we could go to many different places in Scripture, but I think about Exodus chapter 20 and verse 16. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Now, context of Exodus 20 here is the Ten Commandments. Moses is giving them the Ten Commandments from God. And I think it's so interesting that one of the very first things that God ever tells his people, one of the very first things among these very first Ten Commandments, he says, you shall not lie. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not say false things, things that are not true against the people around you. That's how God feels about lying. That's how the Bible feels about lying. It is so important. That is one of the first things that God ever told and instructed his people. 
I think about Proverbs chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. Obviously, a very famous passage uh, from the book of Proverbs. I think many people know about this passage. But in this passage, the Bible talks about, and Solomon writing here, talks about seven things that are an abomination to our God. That word abomination means to hate with the utmost uh, hatred that you could summon. You can't hate anything more than this. That's what an abomination is. And seven things here that God mentions are an abomination to him. Look at this beginning of verse 17. Solomon says, A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Now, as you read through these seven things, what's the interesting thing that pops out, at least in my mind? Think about it for just a moment. What popped out to you as we read this passage? What's interesting that this idea of lying, a lying tongue, and number two, a false witness who speaks lies, it's mentioned twice. Two different times, the idea of lying and deceit and dishonesty is mentioned among things that are an abomination to our God. I think about Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 22. Lying lips, excuse, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. Again, they are an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs 19 and verse 9, A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Colossians 3 and verse 9, Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. So many biblical passages, passage after passage after passage, that speak about lying and its detrimental consequences in it, and how it is not what we're supposed to do, how it goes against what God would have us to do, and how he would have us to live in this life. You see, there is nothing good that is ever tied in with lying. Anytime you read about lying in the Bible, it is a bad situation. There's bad consequences, bad situations come of it. Nothing good comes out of this idea of lying. Now, you may get momentary pleasure out of it. You might get yourself out of a sticky situation, but it will eventually catch up to you. You see, that's, 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 the, that's sin, isn't it? Sin, it may give you momentary pleasure. It may bring you great, great memories and great pleasure for that moment. But then once that moment is over, what happens? The guilt, the horror, the consequences start to arise. And then you realize, oh, I have made a mistake. I have sinned against God. And that's still the same thing with lying. It might get you out of a, a certain and specific situation, but it won't last because the truth will always, uh, it will always catch up to you. It will always find you out. It's this idea of the snowball effect. You know, if somebody lies, then oftentimes you have to lie about the lie, don't you? And then you have to lie about the lie about the lie and so on and so forth. And it's this snowball effect. One lie leads to another. And before you know it, you've completely confused yourself because you can't keep track of your lies. Again, the truth will always find you out. I think dishonesty really is the same thing. Someone might say, well, what about being dishonest? Well, it's the same thing. It's just lying in another form. If you are not being honest or truthful at all in any situation, it is always wrong. Obviously, it's easier said than done, but it's something that we should all work on, something we should all strive for. It's always wrong. Now, I guess we could ask the question next, is it wrong to lie in every single situation. You know, what if, what if my lying helps somebody out? What if it gets someone out of a bad situation? What if it helps you out? What if, it, what if you end up in a better place or a better situation because of it? What if, what if it's just not that big of a deal? What if it is this, you've ever heard this before, a little white lie? Well, what if it's just a little white lie? What is a little white lie? Well, you see, I think when our world thinks of a little white lie, they think of something that's not that big of a deal. 
Someone might call call home and someone someone else might answer the phone and they say, uh, I need to speak to Mr. So-and-so. When Mr. So-and-so is sitting there on the couch, but they say, well, just tell him I'm not here and I, I, I'll, I'll get back to him later. Just a white lie, right? But answer me this. Where do you read about little white lies in Scripture? If it were okay to lie in some situations, wouldn't we have been told about it? You see, little white lies are the exact same thing as big black lies or big red lies or whatever color you want to put there. It is always wrong to lie. You see, God cannot lie. In Titus chapter 1 and verse 2, the Bible says, In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. It is against God's nature to lie. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, the Bible says to imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. If it is against God's nature to lie, it ought to be something that we strive not to do with all of our being. I think about John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If Jesus Christ, remember, a part of the Godhead, if he is truth, he simply cannot lie. It's against his nature. And it ought to be something that we hate. It ought to be an abomination to us as well. And so is it always wrong to lie? Well, I think the obvious answer is, well, yes, of course it is. And for a couple of reasons. Number one, lying is wrong because it hurts people. Lying hurts people. There was a father who once wanted to teach his son about lying and its consequences. He had just told a string of lies, and so the father wanted to teach him a lesson. So what what the father did was he took a piece of wood. He drove in 10 nails, and he told his son, he said, Son, for every single one of these lies, I want you to go back, and I want you to fix it. I want you to mend it. I want you to fix what you did that was wrong. And as soon as you do that, you can come back and pull out a nail. And so one by one, the son fixed and mended his lie, and he made the wrong right. And then he would come back, and he would pull out a nail. And so when he was finished, his dad said, well, son, how does the piece of wood look? So the son said, well, the nails are gone, but, dad, the scars are still in the wood. There was once a teacher who was accused of sexual misconduct by a young girl at school. And the teacher was then fired after these things came out. Reputation, his reputation was destroyed. He was forced to move away. He was unable to get a job at a later point in life. But then later on, years later, that girl came forward and she said, I lied. It wasn't true. I just said those things. She confessed and she said she was sorry, but the damage was already done. And it couldn't be redone. It couldn't, rather, it couldn't be undone, could it? What will people think of you if they know that you are a liar? Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 1, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Are you someone who can be trusted? You see, as children of God, it ought to be a goal of ours in life for people to come to us knowing in all confidence that we are trustworthy individuals and that they can confide in us. If there is anything at all that should make us as individuals not want to be people who lie, it ought to be the fact that Revelation 21 and verse 8, and I know this is a kid's song, Uh, people have made a kid song out of this and it goes great with like VBS themes and different things like that and certainly our children should be taught it but let's not look at this just as a kid song rather let's look at this as a sentence to death if we commit these kinds of sins Revelation 21 and verse 8 the Bible says but the cowardly unbelieving abominable murderers sexually immoral sorcerers idolaters and all liars all liars white lies Big lies, any lies, shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Look, to be quite honest and blunt about it, as we sum up this podcast, if you don't want to lose your soul, don't be a liar. Always speak the truth. The end does not justify the means. 
If you speak the truth, it certainly may bring about hard times. You might run into difficult situations, but in the end, it will always be worth it. Because if you remain faithful, if you remain truthful, you'll be blessed and you'll be able to spend your eternity with God in heaven above. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.